1: this segment is brought to you by jig masters step up your game with high quality performance jigs spinner baits buzz baits and more from jigmasters.com and always when in doubt get the jig out
2: you're tuned in to off the water i'm your host jp this is the premier source for all things to do after a long day of fishing chill out grab a cold one let's go explore what there is to do off the water what is up everybody welcome back to the podcast i'm your host jp on another episode of off the water today i got an awesome guest he's originally from south carolina and we're going to touch a little bit there but he's uh based in texas and he is the founder and director of the yak bassin uh, tournament kayak tournament series trails no other than mr preston harris what's up preston how you doing, buddy? i'm good man how are you good good so preston why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself who you are what you're about and what got you into this crazy world of kayak fishing
3: yeah so uh uh, for those that don't know me, um i'm preston harris i'm i am uh an avid fisherman grew up fishing my entire life uh and then uh I, i joined the military still in the military and uh I was uh, actually on deployment when I started kind of focusing on the kayak fishing world uh, back in 2017. And uh, yeah, after that, it was kind of history. I just kept watching a bunch of videos, watching a bunch of videos. I reached out to my buddy after I found a kayak. I was like, go buy this for me. Didn't even look at it. I was still out of country. Uh, Came home to that kayak, started decking it out the way I wanted it. It progressed and progressed and progressed and multiple kayaks later and uh, multiple uh, tournaments later and just coming up with all these crazy ideas in my head and trying them. Here we are today with with uh, the creation of Yak Bassin and, and being on podcasts that include uh, tournament fishing and kayak fishing all together. Uh, it's just a, an amazing opportunity and to be blessed with that.
2: Awesome. So for those who don't know about Yak Bassin, can you tell us a little bit about how um, Yak Bassin is actually ran, and and what uh what you can expect from Yak Bassin as a tournament uh series itself.
3: Yeah, uh, so just uh real quick about Yak Bassin is, uh, so pretty much it started whenever the military decided to move me out of South Carolina. Um, I was fortunate enough to get stationed back in South Carolina uh, for a couple years, and then I changed career fields. They moved me out here to Texas, um, and the Where I came to in Texas, there wasn't any tournaments. And I was big in tournament fishing in South Carolina. And uh, I partnered up with my buddy, uh, Jim Morsey, and I asked him, I said, dude, what about those people who can't travel the tournaments? Um, And we started talking about it. We started thinking about ways to create online events. Uh, And then we kicked off what is now known as the Open Regionals, which is broken down to nine different regions. And anyways, uh, it started off just doing online Uh, That was a success in uh, year one. Then rolling into year two, we started getting phone calls, and uh, that's what kicked off the Yat-Bats and Circuits, which are in-person events. We launched that going into year two in the Pacific Northwest. Amazing success. Then uh, we ended it our second year, just ended. We're going into our third year, actually starting in three days. So on the 4th of February, we'll be hitting our third year. And um, now we're branched out to where we're doing – we have a circuit in Michigan. We're going to have a circuit, a circuit in Virginia. Uh, the Pacific Northwest circuit is kicking off. Um, uh, circuit in South Carolina. Um, I'm trying to think of all these other areas. And then uh, on top of that, we have the Open Regional uh, online events. We have the Working Angler series online events. Um, and then we also just launched uh, what we call Assault Series. So we're partnering up with the with a a local. Uh, our local club in South Carolina to do a uh it's called the assault series like i said and it's about uh redfish you know fishing for red drum and tournaments that way so uh all this small idea developed into this crazy whole thing to okay. now it's pretty much like a part-time job i go to work come home i'm working on this and um i mean now we're at the point uh i'll be honest is we're we're working on a uh, champion a, a true national championship event to get all those anglers who you know, the top anglers out of each series from all the online series to, uh, all the in-person circuits to come together in a centralized location. Haven't announced that yet. Um, but it's coming together and we're trying to make it uh, minimum first place, 10 grand. Um, so that's the game plan right now. That'd be in 2022. Uh, but we're still working out all the details.
2: And you heard her first here on Off the Water.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We haven't we haven't said anything about payouts yet, but, yeah, this is the first place I've said something about payouts. That's what I was working on before uh, this.
2: Very nice. So for those listening, I actually got into it. It was actually my um, first dabble into tournament series um, in an online format. I've done live series all the time, but an online format was kind of – new to me at that time because when kbf was doing it it's no it's not a knock on kbf but there are so many rules regulations and you know like just so much to try to understand just to fish that when i when you were doing the origins of the online series this was very straightforward and it was easy enough to understand how an online format tournament went so mm-hmm. um and it ran just pretty much like it you know uh, one tournament on a day uh you know that's selected by you guys and you pretty much you you fish lines in at a certain time lines out you you have your time to submit your fish and whoever's in that region so you know for us in, uh it was illinois wisconsin i don't know if michigan was included or if that was off to the east it was uh, kind of weird yeah it, so this it kind of changed. More.
3: yeah it, it's changed uh Man, we listened to the anglers. Um, yep. That was the number one thing when we broke out those regions. Um, I mean, you can't please everybody. You you know, you got to make the majority happy. If you can't please everybody, that's that. Uh, but we tried to, and uh, we finally got our regions broke down. Uh, that's where we brought in, um, you know, just this past year it was what? Uh, Mid-Central, North-Central, South-Central, Mid-Atlantic – uh, stuff like that. So the regions have definitely changed. So I can see where it's kind of uh, to where, you know, just being branched off to where it can get confusing uh, to try and remember the first year. But that first year, like I said, it was just a, it was a blessing, man, just seeing the success of it. Cause I never thought uh, to this day that it would blow up to the point where we're at now. Um, but yeah, definitely a
2: blessing. Absolutely. So on top of blessings, um, you know, you'll see if you follow, Preston harris on any of his social media um he's on facebook instagram and he's all over yak bassin on all the platforms uh including the world wide web but uh Preston is a family man and uh he, very much so he he he'll, sh- he'll tell you how much he's blessed to have uh his wonderful wife and child how are they doing
3: uh they're doing well they're doing well uh like i told you we were on uh we were on quarantine the past two weeks uh due to being positive for covid but Uh, I'm happy to be out of quarantine because now my marriage is going to be going a lot smoother.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it's a blessing you both are alive and not at each other's hands,
3: absolutely!
2: Absolutely, (laughs) oh man, cool. So, what are you, uh, what are you paddling nowadays, man? What kind of kayak are you in, man? Uh, I like to consider myself a kayak (laughs) connoisseur. Nah, don't, I, talk, um, don't tell me you got with EJ and, and got a uh got <laughs> one of the new uh ten thousand or what is it uh fifteen thousand um. dollar um, we don't get paid that much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, nah, man, um so uh yeah, right now I'm paddling or peddling, I should say, is a uh a Hobie 360 PA 14. Um nice. and I I got my wife, I had my wife in a new canoe, uh Frontier 12 new canoe, amazing platform is amazing boats. Um and I'm going to be most likely purchasing some more in the future, I hope. Um, but my wife was in the trolling motor one day. I had a trolling motor on the front. She went out with me. And then uh, she just had that thing full throttled, And I just heard it like screeching on some rocks. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh. Uh, so I switched it up. I got her a, uh, a native Titan 13.5. So she is going to be uh, pedaling that. Uh, but recently I have been, uh, doing a little Google researching and I'm going to be reaching out to Drew Gregory. I, uh, I've been looking at the Crescent ultralights, uh, yep. just cause I love the the layout and the platform. I'm not sponsored by anybody. I, I don't have, I'm not biased toward these companies as much as I'd love a company to say, Hey, you know, come, come fish our boats. We'll help you out. That'd be amazing. But right now I can just, you know. And be a kayak connoisseur and jump from kayak to kayak and figure out what I want to do and what I want to fish as long as I can afford it.
2: Awesome. And uh you know shout out to uh one of our another hosts on panel Fin, Brad Hicks. He's uh he's actually in the Crescent right now uh through his shop at Loveland Canoe and uh, kayak and uh they have and he's has nothing but good things to say about about the ultralight. It's uh, a yeah. very great river, uh, boat for the uh, rivers. It's easy to maneuver, and uh, you'll if you check out his Instagram and uh, Facebook page, you'll see he was in, he's been in all winter. Um, he, and he has a uh, dry suit, so he's been out even when it's snowing a foot and a half right now. So God bless him.
3: Yeah, I think uh, you know Drew Gregory just came on this past year uh, to Crescent, uh, leaving Jackson. And yep. uh, him being in charge, I think he's in charge of production or designs or something of that nature, uh, but I think there's going to be a, some some big changes or some, not even changes, but some big designs coming to Crescent.
2: Well, and if you, he kind of, or I forgot who, someone had a Crescent and gave a little sneak peek over the weekend at uh, uh, Kissimmee. Oh,
3: about yeah. They were
2: dragging around. So Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was a rough drag. Yep. Cool, so. man. So let's talk a little bit about um, your hometown and where you're at right now in terms of fishing, man. Um, whichever one you want to start with first, you know, the Sandy Cooper chain or Murray Lake, or if you want to take it to Texas, it's all on uh, you, man.
3: Yeah, I mean, we can uh, – I'm fresh in the brain on Texas, man. But let's let's just go ahead and dive back to South Carolina because that's where my roots yeah. are. Let's um, do it. Yeah, man. Uh, the biggest lake I fished the most out there was Moultrie uh it's a big old stump hole man but it's uh it's got some monsters some monster fisher in there
2: cool and uh so how big about how big is that lake in comparison
0: to the whole sandy
2: cooper chain uh Uh, dude that lake's
3: pretty huge uh like i mean
0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
3: Man, I mean, basically, you got to think. I mean, every that Santy Cooper system's all connected. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that lake is huge. Uh, you know, I say stump hole because that's what it is. I mean, literally, they chomped down a bunch of trees, built a dam, flooded it up, and there we are.
2: Cool, man. And then uh, you know, connecting down, there's a tournament coming up uh this month through KBFA, Lake Murray. Um Mm -hmm. and you you had mentioned some experience there as well. Yeah, uh
3: Lake Murray, amazing lake, beautiful lake. Uh it's it's literally located pretty much right at the capital of South Carolina and Columbia, South Carolina. Uh so there's a lot to do in Columbia. Um, I mean it's it is the capital. So you just,
2: I mean, uh, you think of it, it's most likely there. Cool. And then coming back to Texas, where are you fishing in Texas now? Uh, the glorious Lake Amistad. Okay. Or or Amistad, however you want to say it, man. But, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask our other hosts, uh, Dustin Nick, Mr. Dustin Nichols, how he likes to, what he likes to call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, me
3: and me and this like have a love hate relationship. Uh, so, uh, growing up in South Carolina, I was used to, uh, you know, my deep was probably, uh, 10, 10, 12 foot. That was deep to me. Um, yep. but out here, you know, that's, that's my shallow, you know, 10, 12, 15 foot. That's shallow. I mean, I'm, I'm Texas rigging all day in that. And then, you know, I'm, I'm drop shotting at like 40 foot. Uh, so it, it I came here and I hated it, man. It took me forever to catch a fish. First fish I ever caught off this lake was on a freaking Ned rig. And, um, I mean, dude, I hated it. I was miserable. And then I finally learned how to fish it. Uh, and now that I learned how to fish it, um, I'm, I'm gaining more confidence in baits that I never once had confidence in, in South Carolina. Uh, but I still miss my South Carolina fishing. I still miss going to the rivers and, uh, just, I don't know. I just love the South Carolina river system and the, and the South Carolina Santee system because, I mean, dude, I love the swamps. You throw me in a swamp, and I'm at home. You know, the the right. the the more gators, the bigger the fish. You know,
2: it sounds like they should put you in East Texas, right? Uh, right where uh, Texas Louisiana meet up. <laughs> dude, I wouldn't mind it honestly, but I mean, <laughs> like I said,
3: so, uh, to us uh, being where I was at in South Carolina, uh, we say gator or alligators are just nothing but giant green squirrels, man. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a swamp
2: guy at heart. I like going in the rivers and the swamps where all the gators are. So nice. And then uh out there, you uh you I and I remember seeing it in a post one time, uh, right before you, you came to Texas, I believe you got your PB bass out there, correct? Uh on Santee? Yeah.
3: Oh man, shoot, that's been like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, man. I've called um I don't even know what my PB is. I'll be honest with you, dude. Um, I never was the person to kind of carry a scale with me. Uh, I was never a person. I mean, if I had a catch board or uh, at that time, a hog trough, uh, I would measure it, but I never knew the weight of my fish. Okay. Um, So, I mean, you could catch a, I mean, you could catch a 16 inch five pounder. Oh yeah. I I mean, they're there, dude. Like 10 pounders are there. They're all in that system. But, I have, I mean, honestly, like I said, I've never really been one to like pull out a scale and measure them up. Cool. I, I can call something my PB by
2: the looks of his mouth. <laughs> hey, that that was a little bit bigger in diameter than the last one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like this past weekend, I caught like a four and a half, five pounder on Amistad, and it was like
3: a blessing. I was like, all right, cool. But I was like, I didn't, I didn't pull. I mean, he had a scale, but I was like, all right,
2: I'm gonna put it back in the water. <laughs> so when you you had mentioned that you're using different techniques. Here in Texas versus using, uh, in South Carolina, what, what uh, changes have you made to, uh, accommodate your fishing style out in Texas? Uh, more cranking and drop shotting. Okay. That's
3: pretty much it. I nice. uh, never really threw a, through a crankbait in uh, Santee system. Um, never really, I've never drop shotted until I came to Texas ever. Um, and that's kind of the biggest changes because on that system, on the Santee system, you focus more on uh, the timber, the laydowns. Um, you know, you can throw a, a spinnerbait, and they'll they'll bite. I mean, I don't care. You can harsh on a spinnerbait all you want. That is a, a dead bait. That that sucker's not dead. Uh, that'll catch you some fish on the Santee or uh, topwater, man. I mean, top. I would always throw uh, a specific topwater bait. Uh, and I mean, we would kill them. We would kill. We yeah. would. It would be a finesse top water. Just skip it under some some hang downs or
2: some some timber laying over. And I mean, dude, you'll you'll slay them. <laughs> nice. And uh, I I take it now that with this deeper water, you're now in a uh, you're in a more clear, more pr- you know pressure because of the clarity kind yeah. of situation, right? Yeah,
3: that, and uh I'm not used to rocks. Okay. So that was the biggest thing that got me cranking was uh, rocks. Uh, You know, I'm used to muddy, you know, like swamp, man. Yeah. You know, muddy slopes, just trees and grass and everywhere. Uh, Here was rock, 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 rock. And (laughs) it got, if you were lucky enough, uh, because this late, there's nothing that stops the wind. So an average day is 15 mile an hour, 16 mile an hour wind. Fuck Uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it gets bad, man. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a super dangerous lake because you can be out there and then all of a sudden a storm would start blowing in and you're, you're in three foot swells. You're like you're at the ocean. So, I mean, but at the end of the day, like it's still an amazing lake to fish. It's just for me, it was so different, uh, you know, seeing rocks and trying to fish these rocks. Like I didn't know what to do. So maybe I could throw a jig, you know, the jig bite in South Carolina was amazing. Um, yeah. but like I said, all new to me, man. So cranking and the drop shot was the biggest the biggest changes.
2: Cool. So um, you know, with your with your time in the military, have you fished anywhere else uh in the country or the world that uh that people would be on their bucket list or they want to <laughs> go to? Um well, I mean, Amistad is one of them. Uh, Amistad is one of those
3: uh, – it was a hidden gem until, uh, you know, we. the lake is – you can literally go to Mexico and fish. Like, there's nothing that stops you. Uh, so we share the lake with Mexico. Um, but uh, the water levels are so low. About nine years ago, this lake was in its prime, and bass actually found out about it, and they came out here. I mean, dude, they were dropping 30-pound bags a day. Um, so – but now the water is so low, those fish are still here. It's just the, the difficulty of trying to find them because this lake is 63,000 acres.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, a, that's a lot of uh, square footage to cover.
3: Yeah. And then uh, I guess the, uh, the other lakes – I mean, one would be – another one would be the Santee system because everybody wants to fish the Santee. Yeah. Um, and then uh, – I don't know, man. Uh, I fished... What river?
2: So the Patuxent up, up in Maryland?
3: It's not really... Patrick.
2: No, I think it was the Patuxent. Patuxent? Okay.
3: Yeah, I didn't really do... Mo- I mean, I, I didn't really bass fish on that one. I kind of did more of the catfishing side on it. Uh, dirty river. But I caught some nice catfish out of that. But the, I think the two that main bass fishing lakes that everybody would want to fish would be Amistad and, uh, and Sandy Cooper. Amistad meaning... Being here on the uh, on the border, being able to get a Mexican license and go to Mexico and fish, Uh, so I mean, it's just um, this lake. This lake is one that everybody goes to. Like Kurt Dove lives here, who fishes the FLW Tour. Uh, A lot of pros come out here to fish.
2: Now, being that you have the accessibility with the kayaks and the 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 close proximity, have you ever toyed with the idea of doing a float trip down the Devil's River? Absolutely. hundred percent. Oh man. Uh, I want to. Yeah.
3: I've gone up there. Uh, I've gone to where I would launch at. I've, I've, I've been planning a trip for about a year and a half. Okay. Um, problem is I want somebody to go with me.
0: There. I don't want
3: to go along. Uh, and it's a 45 mile float from where you put in at down to uh, coming out on the main lake. And then when you come out on the main lake, you're going to have to have somebody meet you in a boat. Um, you can pay at paddler's camps, uh, to stop at certain areas on the way down. There's, I think there's like eight mile point, 11 mile point and so forth. Um, but, and other than that, like if you don't stop at those areas, then you're going to have to hope to find an Island in the middle of the river and throw a hammock up and sleep there because on both sides is private land. So Texas, is a majority of private land so you either stop at those public areas or you hope to find an island. Okay. And that's pretty much how going down the Devils, uh, the Devils is. But yes, uh, amazing area. I've gone out to the Devils. I fished the Devils uh, just nice. going on, on a day trip uh, and never, I didn't kayak it, uh, but I, I about waist deep with my dad and we caught some amazing fish. It is a beautiful, oh, wow. man. beautiful, beautiful area uh i'll tell you another area that's really beautiful that i fish that i think a lot of people should fish and it's it's kind of scary can be sketch uh but fishing the rio grande all right (laughs) so uh, i have fished the rio grande and i've
2: caught the prettiest smallmouth ever to this day out of there nice yeah um, I'll, i'll definitely have to look back on your do you have it up on your social uh yeah uh i do I'll definitely have to go and look up, uh, look back at it, and uh, see this the prettiest smallmouth in the world. Oh, dude! I'm telling you, at least to me, at least to me,
3: <laughs> the fish yeah. of the Devil's Rivers is on there too. The fish of Devil's River, uh, Devil's
2: River. Cool. So, we're gonna we're gonna shift into another gear. We're gonna take it back to South Carolina right now. All right. And um, so you know we talked a lot about the fishing opportunities between both Texas and South Carolina, um, knowing what's there and there's, you know, knowing that there's that tournament coming up soon. Um, now when Lake Murray and it's all kind of relative and you said the, the capital's Columbia, mm-hmm. we're going to, if we're going to stay focused in that area, I want you to give me three of your best restaurants in that area. Ah. Uh.
3: Three of my best restaurants in that area. Huh. Oh man. Oh, what is that, dude? I gotta Google it real quick for you. All right. It Take is uh, the the gizzard or something.
2: Man, it's what, fr- what's what's <sighs> what's at the gizzard? I don't know. Hold on, let me make sure I got the right
3: name for you. I don't know. It's like it's like gizzard or lizard or something like that, man. Uh, my wife took me there when we found out she was pregnant with my daughter, and uh, uh, in Columbia or uh, it's in Columbia, but Lizard's Thicket. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, Lizard's Thicket restaurant, dude. Phenomenal phenomenal it's really good
2: and what kind of food do they got there
3: uh just southern food man it's all southern
2: all right down home yeah it's all southern
3: yeah lizards Thicket, dude top number one for sure um let's see what is another good area man they may i want to say i'm gonna have to look this up
2: by all means dude you're, you're helping a lot of people out by doing this, man. Uh, I think this is in, uh, Columbia as well. Hmm. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Dessert cafe. Oh man, what uh? Do they have any specialty? Uh, banana fosters is pretty good. Okay, so I don't know if you guys like the
3: bananas foster. I think that's what it is, but uh, I don't. I can't remember. My sister took us somewhere one time, man, and they make that banana fosters right there, uh, (laughs) beside your table, and it's freaking. I mean, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. And, and which, then last uh, the third one, man. I mean, you can never go wrong with Cracker Barrel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, I miss Cracker Barrel, dude. So nah. They don't um, have any
2: up. Out- well, oh yeah. I mean, you're you're pretty pretty far yeah. down
3: there. Yeah, I'm a stone throw away from Mexico, man. Um <laughs> nah, uh trying to think of a third restaurant, dude. Uh I don't know. I, I can't Fair. think of a third one. But I am tell you, dude. Number one for sure is that lizard. That lizard circuit.
2: Like, you'll. It's a little. It's a little small little thing, but, it's good. Nice. All right. So a lot of times, you know, guys um, also are looking for craft beer. You got three, uh, three breweries yeah. that you could give out.
3: Yeah, man. There's also I want to say. I got the list of my breweries already, but. Uh, yep. Yeah. All right, uh, you ever heard of the World of Beer? Oh no, they closed. <laughs> Never mind, man. World of Beer used to be in Columbia. Uh, I mean, you would think like a hundred beers on tap uh, and try, but they're closed. Um, but there's three. You have the River Rat Brewery. Okay. Uh, you have the Columbia Craft,
2: and then you have uh, Swamp Cabbage swamp cabbage yeah i am pretty sure between uh I think swamp cabbage is probably gonna have the most interesting names for all their uh for all their brews.
3: yeah man uh I mean I can go through some let's see here uh I mean I wouldn't drink that a Mary Cinnamus. I'm not a big fan of the of that some people might but oh yeah I mean I love I love a good beer, man. Um, right now, I'm I'm doing a little I'm cutting back from it right now, but uh, I definitely do I do enjoy many craft beers and just the 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 thorough I thoroughly love the taste of beer. So uh, yep. you know, just as I'm a kayak connoisseur, I think I'm a a beer connoisseur as well. Uh, but yeah, those are those are uh, the top three breweries, and then I can give you a list of a bunch more. Um, I mean, my, I still have family that live all through Columbia, man.
2: Cool. Now, do you guys have any, uh, distiller, distilleries or, uh, um, yeah. Um, Moonshining, uh, I would would say, okay, hold on. Let's rephrase this legal moonshine areas. We know where we could find the, um, special moonshine that's through the family, but any legal moonshine, uh. (laughs) places you know t- kind of like how old smoky or um you know h- how those would be
3: yeah uh well, let me see if i can find i'm i am i gotta remember exactly how far this is from columbia so give me one second yeah it's it's right there at lake murray so it okay. is
2: a uh, hollow creek distillery and in the, in it's moonshine that they're known for uh here I'll I'll give
3: you the exact thing of what they're known for. Alright, so I mean right now they're doing uh they're doing hand sanitizer. Sea salt, caramel, Carolina honey, apple pie, copper parrot, and hellfire.
2: The hellfire is probably the the imitation of uh the Jack Daniels and the fireball with the cinnamon.
3: Yeah, and then they have um they have White Hot, which is a cinnamon uh it's a it's a cinnamon corn whiskey okay and then uh they have a high cotton bourbon uh which is really well really well known throughout there so
2: cool now i know a lot of the ladies love the uh vineyards do you guys (laughs) uh being that close to the uh coast to the ah, coast close to the coast do you guys have um any vineyards in your area uh so I can tell you it's
3: in, in uh if you go down to like the Charleston area which is about an hour and a half from Columbia also more where Lake Moultrie is uh there's a there are a lot of breweries and stuff down there as well so that's that's the glory of being in the Columbia area you're you're an hour and a half away from the beach and fishing for reds if you want to after you fish that tournament go and fish reds right um right. And there's again more, there's more breweries down there, but uh, I was never a wine person, but there are a few. So you have the Hampton Street Vineyard and then the Mercer House Winery. Okay. So there's just a few, but I mean, again, like Columbia is a college town, man. So you got the University of South Carolina. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you got the University of South Carolina there. I'm not a fan of them, don't care about them. Uh, You know, I'm a Clemson guy. But Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, you got to think about it. They're going to have more breweries than you can think of just because of being a college yeah. town, they're going to have a little hole in the wall joints. Um, but I mean, I'm always, I'm always open if people are there and they need to reach out to somebody and say, Hey, you know, I need help with finding this, hit me up and I'll, I'll get you as much guidance as possible. Just of being around that area.
2: Nice. Yeah. And that, you know, that was the next set of questions was, uh, what's your favorite hole in the wall bar that's uh, in that area? Being that it's a uh, college town, uh, dude. Um,
3: well, actually, I think it's still open. Uh, so you ever heard of Wet Willies? I sure have. Yeah, there's a Wet Willies in Columbia, uh, nice. and Wet Willies is uh, so they used to do 110 proof slushies. and you could get them in a fishbowl um let's see yeah they so they're still all about the slushies so i think that's still open in columbia so what what willies would be it like they have
2: tons they do all the alcoholic slushies (laughs) nice so you know on that hot day in february you go ahead and get yourself uh Get yourself a booze and foos uh, slushy and uh, call it a day if the bass ain't biting. <laughs> yeah, uh, right now they're
3: talking about, uh, at least in the upstate part of South Carolina, where, my, where my, I'm originally from, they're talking about getting snow on Sunday. So, Oh, good,
2: well, because we just got a foot and a half here in Chicago, and I want to spread the misery everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so it's,
3: it's – I mean, we, we take it as a grain of salt when they tell us it's going to snow. You know, if it snows, it snows. If not – I mean, it is what it is, man, but, um, but yeah, there's a uh, wet willies would be the number one. It's not really a hole in the wall. Um, but that's like where a lot of people go to.
2: Cool. Now, um, you know, let's say away from the bar scene, you know, is there uh recommendations that you would give to anyone who's looking to do other activities like hiking, mountain biking, oh, yeah. or like, um, or just even like museums or, uh family getaway you know family destinations yeah man uh
3: so again uh you're you're an hour and a half away from charleston uh charleston is very 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 historic um you know they have the uh uh the submarine there in charleston uh they have the what is those tours what is the name of that boat uh, the Yorktown in Charleston that you can go on to. Um, and uh the submarine is the Hunley. Yeah this the Hunley the Hunley submarine in Charleston. Okay. Again that's an hour and a half away. Uh, I wanna say there is a uh, you had the Columbia the zoo in Columbia which is really nice. Um you have the 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 South Carolina State Museum. Um, you also have um, in Charleston, again, an hour and a half away. You have the uh, South Carolina Aquarium. Okay. Which is, we, I mean, we used to. My my wife's a teacher, so she would have a teacher's pass and could get in for free. So we would go. We would go there often. Um, and if you have people who are interested in like uh, the Confederacy and all that stuff, there's a uh, South Carolina Confederate Confederate Relic Room and Military Museum that's open. That's in the, that's in the South Carolina State Museum. So there's, there's tons to do for sure. Um, there's also old plantations uh, that you can go and visit as well.
2: Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Um- And any places that, uh, you would recommend for like, um, hiking or like where you could where you could take in some of the sites out there? Uh, let's see here. So Columbia is
3: not really, uh, it's not really the mountain, the mountain region. Um, but let me see. Uh. You'll have to travel just a little bit to get out of the actual area. Um, you have the the Harbison State Forest. You can do that. Um, but if you go more toward the upstate of South Carolina, uh, which again, every you're literally an hour and a half away from the coast or an hour and a half away from the mountains. It's your call, right? Yeah. Um, I can tell you exactly where I would hike. Uh, So you like, if you go upstate South Carolina, you can go to wildcat branch falls and see the waterfalls, Um, you know, and then on the other side, if you go toward the other way toward the coast, you can go see some of the lighthouses in South Carolina.
2: Now, are you in relation to where you're at or where your family's at? Are you guys near the, um, uh what do you call that? The um oh man, I'm blanking on it. Where where you drive out, it's it's part of the peninsula, part of the Carolinas. Um You talking about on the coast side? Yep. Yeah, no. Okay. No, we're from we're from the mountains,
3: man. <laughs> the mountains and the swamps. Yeah, but not where the cousin loving goes on, you know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, oh, oh. you said it though, not me.
3: Hey, hey I'm just saying that's West Virginia. <laughs>
2: nice. No so, fans, West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the only person from West Virginia listening on here is uh, probably tied up traveling right now, so you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
3: man. Listen, I got some of my good friends are from West Virginia, so <laughs> hey, they need loving too. Hey, that's
2: right. So, um, so let's let's bring it up back to Texas and where you're at because you're you're in a very unique spot in Texas, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it, you you had mentioned it earlier it was pretty much a drastic change in lifestyle from where you're originally from. Yeah, man. Uh, So so do you have, so we, you know, we just talked about, you know, your breweries and your restaurants and, and these bars that, you know, have infused slushies. Do you have that to you now? Or is it completely, you know, desolate rural, you know, dude, I got a Walmart, man. Got. Okay. So you don't have to drive 20 miles for a Walmart. No, but I gotta. If I need it, if you
3: need something <laughs> for real, for real, you're gonna have to drive 237 miles to get it. So, man. yeah, so. it's yeah, it's not like fun, man. So uh, I'm blessed uh, at every location I've gone to. Uh, just the location doesn't make it; the people make it. Yeah. So uh, I've I've met some great people here um, that have made this a good a good time. Uh, it just me, I'm not that big of a fan just simply because I like versatility and the types of water that I fish. And I like, uh, being able to know that if I need something, I can go to the store and get it instead of having to order it on Amazon and hope to God that I got the right thing. Uh, and then if it comes in and it's not the right thing, I got to send it back and wait another three days. Right. Um, yeah, so I mean you if you think about it, man, the only chain restaurants we really have that you can go in and sit down, like like actual restaurant not fast food is an Applebee's and a chili's. Oh man. So that's the only two actual things we got uh that are not fast food. Okay. And then I mean you have all the local stuff, uh, but I mean it is what it is. They're not there's not many of those either. It's like two or three.
2: No, man, it's and now for you. You said the people who make it. How how was adapting to? I would say, you know, not necessarily. You know, okay, so adapting fishing wise, weighing on that, but having you know, in terms of being away from family and and starting a family out here and adapting overall, you know, having to pretty much change you, what you know about life in one spot to life in a new spot. How is that? I mean, how, how, how does uh, it come? Yeah.
3: To that? Yeah, man. So I think, uh, I've gotten really used to it, uh, over the past 10 years. Okay. Um, but I will tell you this, uh, leaving Charleston and having to come here, uh, it hurt. Yeah. Um, just because, uh, you know, I, I love being in Charleston because I was far enough away from my family that they could not come and see me in a split second. They had to like plan it out, but I was close enough to where if something happened. I had to go home and yeah. I could go, I could go home that same day and be home in a, you know, and you know, a little over three, four hours. Um, but, uh, it hurt leaving there. Um, I created, uh, again, that's where I, that's where I got into kayak fishing. That's where I got into kayak bass fishing. Um, that's where I, I I met some of the greatest friends, you know Don, Steve Healy, uh, Chad Quick, uh, Jim Morsey. Yeah. Uh, I met a lot of friends through the kayak fishing network, uh, and then I created what was uh, Chucktown Kayak Basin, and I had to leave all that to a board and take off. Um, it sucked, man, um, and just leaving the the friends and the family that were there, and then right after I leave, my sister ends up moving to Charleston. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it, it sucked, dude, but I mean, at this, to me, like, you know, I'm not, I never really try to fall in love with the area, but I fell in love with the area there. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think more along the lines, I'm just kind of used to it. Uh, it never really bothers me that much, but that one bothered me a little bit.
2: Okay. Well, you know, it's cool that you still get to stay in touch with, those guys especially jim you know i see you know you and jim doing <laughs> a lot a lot of uh, behind the curtain um yeah you know, and, and you know it, it brings back a piece of home to you man yeah if he's not in facebook jail then he's definitely working with me <laughs> nice so well yeah. hey man thanks for sharing that um let's let's move it man let's let's play this game oh Lord.
3: yeah yeah all right Uh, let's see here. (laughs) Um, I have never seen my high school diploma.
2: I think that's true. Wow. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I've never, uh, I've never walked stage. Yeah. So I, uh, my mom, the only reason that comes to my head is because my mom called me. Uh, she was, uh, so unfortunately my, my great grandmother, she passed away. Uh, she's ninety. She was ninety-one. She just passed away back in December. Uh, okay. I was a, I was able to go back home for that. But um, my mom calls me this week, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm just going through some things, uh, you know, trying to get things organized from the stuff we we got from your grannies." And I said, "Okay." She goes, "Oh, and I got your diploma." I was like, "I've never seen that thing."
0: <laughs> I was like,
3: "It's been I've graduated uh, hell, ten years ago, yeah, and I I have yet to see it." <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's the way I got into the military, man, was literally a, a note signed by my principal saying he has completed. Cause I left school six months early. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Cause they told me I didn't have to go anymore. So I was like, oh, i have not finished all my, I finished all my stuff. Why do I need to go? So just sign me up. Um, yeah. but yeah, so I'm, I've never seen my diploma, man. Never seen my diploma. Um, I finished my bachelor's degree, uh, this past, uh, this past year. I'm hoping I can see that, you know, before I, before I, uh, go into another, another thing, but Hey, we'll see. We'll see.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cool, man. Well, congratulations on finishing your bachelor's that's, uh, especially, you know, doing what you do. That's a huge achievement, you know, especially that's a, that's a lot of time taken away. Yeah.
3: Yeah, man. Uh, I'm one of those idiots that decided to start my master's right away. (laughs) So, uh, I'm, uh, I'm living the dream. Yeah, weekend. at at the same time while well, my wife tries to tries to do her doctorate, so we are both in school full time, and we're both being parents, and we're both working full time. So you can imagine the juggle there.
2: And then you got you you manage Jack Bassin. Yeah, and then I got Jack yeah, Bassin on the side. So she that's yeah
3: we're trying to come up with this whole you know doing this doing that, but you know that's that's the joy of life, man. But I you know I wouldn't change it. I got a great partner in life. Uh, she, uh, at first she wasn't, you know, she was kind of hesitant about the whole kayak fishing thing, but I think I got her turned around to it. So, you know, if I have to, if I have to go leave or anything like that, I said, Hey, listen, I might need you to do a few kayak things
2: for me. So i got to train her, right? Nice. I'm still, I'm still working on getting one to catch a fish right now. So, <laughs> all right, my wife, uh, I got a
3: picture. That's probably on my Instagram too. She, this was back when we were in South Carolina and we have ponds in our backyard. And she called a giant. Nice. So I was, I was
2: impressed. <laughs> I'm actually headed down your way at the end of February to. Um, I'm going down to Gunnersville. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking to hook into my giant out there.
3: Yeah, dude. There's some nice fish out that way too. So you, I mean, there's. I don't know, man. There's, there's just some great fish all around <laughs> that region. I mean, yep. I, my, I, my eventually want to fish Okeechobee. That's my, that's my game plan.
2: Even uh, yeah, even looking at a uh, the what they pulled out over the uh over the weekend, that's yeah, like ninety three and a quarter inches, yeah, yep. So that's well, insane. I my uh my true confession to you is that I've never ever ever wound up with a smallmouth bass in a crock before.
1: Brave anglers search for the one they call King, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint
0: TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV. I'm going to call BS. You're the one who caught
2: the picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, no, it's absolutely true. That's... uh. I caught, it, I had a tough day. It was the one day it was, I was fishing the one day for the tournament. I only got one. And when, uh, when I got him in the boat, I had my crocs kicked up forward and he managed to nose his way in all the nose, all the way into the foot of the croc, hold the croc up. All you see is a tail flipping out <laughs> of the crock.
3: Oh man. <laughs> Dude. Freaking uh small mouth bass. I cannot stand. I love them, dude. I can't stand measuring them. <laughs> I, I love catching them. I love the yep. fight, but trying to lay them on a measuring board—yeah, mm-hmm. they can kick rocks on that one, dude. I,
2: I'll never forget that I had—I uh, had my one tournament in Madison, on uh, the Madison Chain in Wisconsin, and I had uh, it was a ni- uh, nineteen. I'm like, just stay still. Like the body stays still, also on that tail. Like you, and as soon as you move your hand, then the rest of the well, body starts yeah, wanting to go. Yeah. Like, oh man, you, you're knocking it off the board. I'm not losing yeah. a 19 inch kicker fish right now. <laughs> dude,
3: I I never caught a smallmouth until I moved to Texas.
2: Really? Oh, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they I love. And you know what? Um, you know, just a quick thing about the smallmouth here in Chicago. I got um, the old town autopilot to go on Lake Michigan but with covid uh the areas i want to fish um they were at, at, all the lakefront is closed so that means the beaches to launch at uh are closed you cannot park in any of the parking lots so uh until the mayor opens up the lakefront again oh yeah I saw that yeah so I, I, you know what the way i looked at it give them give them another year to grow they're going to be even bigger this year when i get out there to go get them so yeah. I am super stoked about that. Oh yeah. Nah, yeah. no, I man. I was just lucky
3: uh just because the Devil's River is filled with smallmouth. So uh Lake Amistad, Devil's River flows right into Lake Amistad. So yep. uh that's that's the only way I was able to catch smallmouth, man. Uh but yeah, I enjoy the heck out of them. Cool. Minus so what's,
2: <laughs> so what's next for uh what's next for you and Yak Bassin and uh looking forward to the future, man. Uh,
3: dude, honestly, right now, uh, we're focusing on my ultimate goal. I would love to have a circuit, an in-person circuit in every single state. Okay. Uh, if you're in a big state too. Um, but right now the biggest goal is that national championship. Uh, cool. so we have a promising, uh, a city that, uh, is going to guarantee us hundred percent. If we can, if we can get up to hundred anglers, uh, they're going to promise us, uh, what we've requested. Nice. Uh, as so, yeah. far as sponsorship money,
2: so we're gonna pull this up right now. And I'm run for those who are watching this on YouTube. And uh, if you're listening, you go to yakbassin.com. And then if you want to find out more um, and get into this national uh, championship when it does happen, because again, without us anglers, we can't. Preston can't make it happen without us going to it. So if you want to find out more, uh, you could go ahead get yourself um, underneath the, what is it? It is the, uh, or the open regionals Mm -hmm. that that's in, we'll talk about the map breakdown, what region you're in. So like here we were talking about Illinois. So it used to be like the, this upper part. Now it's Illinois, Indiana. And I'm glad you did that. And I'm glad you listened, you know, listen to us because even Wisconsin, man, there's some big bass that are up in Wisconsin that Illinois just can't compete with because of how, you know the pressure here in Illinois, and how you know. Mm-hmm. Not saying that we're poorly managed, but it, Wisconsin gets a lot more natural resources dumped into them than what we do. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're interested and you want to get into it, if you're listening, you're not. You know, we have our tournament trail series for Pal and Finn, which are live meetups. But this is all on, you could do an online, and then um, just go to the website. You know, scroll on down. And you'll find you'll find everything you need to do um, on here. Um, and any questions, you could always just go ahead and message Preston directly on uh, any of the social media platforms. And he'd be happy to help you with anything that's out there. Yeah, and if you, if you guys
3: can't fish the open regionals, uh, just because you work on the weekends, that's when we had the Working Angler Series, so Monday through Friday.
2: Yeah. So there, there's no reason, and, and you know what? You meet a lot of people. You network with a lot of people throughout this. And uh, you know it's it's a great thing you got going, man. So you know, yeah, kudos yeah. to you. And uh, you know, I'm, hey, man, again, if it wasn't for Act Bass, we'd ne- I, I, we'd probably cross paths some wicked weights. But I don't <laughs> add, we, I, we, we never, we, we weren't cross paths the way we did.
3: Yeah, man. And you know, I really appreciate. Uh, you know, I was telling you before we came live, I, I, I saw the OG. This is the OG shirt that he has on. Uh, that. Uh, <laughs> I was literally, my wife has a cricket and this is where the first year we started, my wife has a cricket and she was cutting those for me and I was peeling them and, and putting them on shirts in my, in my spare bedroom. Uh, so, I mean, we started from the bottom. Uh, we're still at the bottom sort of, uh, but we're, we're <laughs> growing, we're growing and it's a blessing. But uh, nah, man, I'm, I'm just truly thankful that you invested your time in the Yak Bassin uh, and that you're uh, allowing us on here just to talk about Yak Bassin, talk about Lake Murray. Uh, Lake yeah. Moultrie, this anti system, and just, just talk fishing, dude. I love
0: it.
2: Hey, that's that's what we're about, man. So, well, time is yours. I want you, uh, if there's anybody who you want to give a shout out to, sponsors, people in your life, anybody who is important to you, uh, this is the time to let them know, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So, uh, obviously, uh,
3: number one, God, right? So, none of this is possible yeah. without, without God being on my side and uh, having a relationship with him. Um, that's the biggest thing that I let people know. And if they choose not to fish yak bassin because of my beliefs, that's fine with me. Um, I I'm never one that's going to put my, my Christianity and my beliefs and force it down someone's throat, but I will run yak bassin, uh, the way that I see fit, uh, due to my beliefs. Um, the other side of that is, you know, my wife for giving me the time to do that. And then the biggest, uh, one thing that I really wanted to hit on or not the biggest, obviously God's the biggest, Right. But uh, the other side of it is, um, you guys, right? Yeah, uh, we call them uh, when I do it. It's like hashtag Yak Bassin family. Like I don't, I built Yak Bassin uh, not as a business. Anybody who works with us, uh, all our circuit directors, um, they know that they're not they're not a member of Yak Bassin. They're they're they are Yak Bassin family. They are my family. Uh, That's what I built this to be, and I built it to be like that. Of course, you have your business aspects, but if it wasn't for everybody who invested in that BASIM and took the chance, uh, you included, to just see this out uh, and continue to see the growth of it, then this will never be happening if possible. So just thanks to everybody who has actually invested in us.
2: Awesome, man. Um, yeah. I, and, you know, from that point, is there any platforms? Uh, I, we've mentioned platforms. I put them out there. Anywhere that people can find you or Yak Bassin, uh, that we hadn't mentioned? Uh, yeah. Only fans. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, so that's, that's the new GoFundMe right now.
3: Yeah, man. I gotta, I gotta somehow <laughs> get sponsors for this national championship <laughs> event. <laughs> um, nah, dude. Um, I mean, YouTube, but I mean, you just type in Yak yeah, Bassin TV on YouTube. we there, but you'll see it. You can
2: even go to our website, um, Nah, I think that's pretty much it, dude. Cool. I'm glad we covered everything. And Preston, man, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for taking the time to talk about both places and opening and actually opening up a piece of you about how uh, about how your hometown made you feel, man, and and your you know where you came from. You know, for sure, for sure, man. That's the first time I've ever said that out loud. So <laughs> uh, and. Uh, you know, and you're, you're, for those who are going and, you know, this is to help those who travel to the area who might not have, you know, an idea of what's going on. But this is to help them get them in the right direction when they get out there yeah. uh and things to do off the water. So, yeah, thanks for being a guest here. And you know what? uh You're welcome back to any time. So, yeah, man,
3: I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having us on. And again, I just appreciate everything you're doing for the community uh and then uh again just to everybody that's listening whoever is going down to fish that event on the on the lake murray uh if you guys have any questions about the area any questions at all just hit me up uh if i can't help you i
2: know people that will so yeah i'm here for you guys so awesome guys so remember preston harris and then uh that's it man so this is going to be uh another episode this is episode two of the year thanks for being an awesome guest and guys I just want to say uh, it's coming up sooner than you think. Start checking out, start getting it signed up, start making your reservations. But uh, tournament season's coming up, and we are going to have. Um, oop, here we go. Wrong one. There we go. This is our paddle and fin trail series schedule. So uh, the fourth, the, I'm sorry, the ninth and tenth of um, April. Dale Hollow for the Open. And then if you're in a club, Clash of the Clubs. We head up to Tippecanoe in Indiana and, uh, at the end of April. The Coldwater Chain, And with the last episode, we're going to be partnering with uh, Topwater, uh, Michigan Kayak, and Indiana Kayaks uh, for this event. So big meet up there at that one. Uh, then we bring it over. This is this is actually the wrong date. It's going to be 618. I got to find the correct banner when I get a moment. But 618 is going to be the Madison Chain. Got switched over because of the bass event uh, going down uh, in Texas on the 12th. Then we come here to Illinois, South Elgin for the Fox River. And then we swing it on over to Lake Erie and uh, the Minari River in Toledo. And then after that, you're in the Invitational and Championship and Lacrosse in September. So big money to be paid out there. A lot of fun, a lot of meetup. We want to see you guys. We want to. We want this to take, take off as well. So, uh, like I said, start looking into, it, start making your calendars open, and start uh, booking up because once it this these are popular areas and they're going to go fast when uh when they get booked. So get on it right now. And then, last but not least, want to give out to our show sponsors and supporters, Rocktown Adventures. Gear up and head out when you're in Northern Illinois. Visit Rocktown in Rockford, Illinois. Jig Master Jigs, Wicked Weights, and um, TRC Rock Covers. And then, last but not least, Old Town for always being a friend and supporter of the show. And, guys, that's all I got for you off the water today, man. So, Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you back on the flip side. You've been listening to Off the Water.